Phil. Yeah. We're just going to jump right into this emergency podcast, all right? It's the only way, too. It's an emergency. Um, yeah, man. Look, for the month of July, we've been doing movies about America, the American dream, and our sort of mixed feelings on the state of the country right now. Mm-hmm. And sadly, on July 6th, we lost one of the greats of American cinema. So today, I was thinking, um, well, and you were too, of course. Let's let's pay our respects to the dearly departed James Caan. Let's do it. Born March 26, 1940, in the Bronx, James Caan ushered in a new type of character actor during the new wave of American cinema. Rough-hewn, edgy, nervy, but altogether human, he represents the American experience in many ways. While he may be most well-known for his role as Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, as well as Michael Mann's... Uh, sorry, hold on. I, uh, sorry about that. I uh, had a mix going. <clears throat> Uh, shit, now I'm thrown off. Um, James <laughs> Conn died. James Conn died. Yes. James Conn is no longer with us. He has... We uh, still got Scott, though. We still got Scott. The yes. Joe Rogan of James Conn's. <laughs> yeah. He's like 5'2". Two. 5'2", two, so he's a little taller than Rogan, but, you know, <laughs> just as muscular. Quarter inch quarter inch in the pants yeah. they call him the quarter inch kid <laughs> no nah, man look you know it really does suck that he died and uh, for all the people yeah. who are gonna be like because i used to do this he was 82 mm-hmm. it's like yeah, but, it's, yeah, but that's still not that bad that's still not that bad like, oh like nowadays also he was tweeting just a few days ago have you ever read his yeah. tweets uh never <laughs> His tweets are fantastic. His tweets are normally stuff like he'll share a picture of him on set with like Brando on The Godfather or something. Okay. And he'll just say, uh, you know, uh, Brando was a good guy. End of tweet. That's what he said every time. Every time he said end of tweet. Nobody says that. And then when check this, when Ray Liotta died a couple months ago, he said, oh, my God, I can't believe Ray died so young too soon. Right. That was it. He didn't say end of tweet. Now, on every one of his tweets, he says end of tweet. But Mm -hmm. for Ray Liotta, it was like, this sucks. I'm so sad that he died. And somebody in Mm -hmm. his comments, a reply guy, as we call them on Twitter, said, what, no end of tweet? And he got back to him and he said, this is no time for jokes, you rat. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) James Conn would have kicked our asses. Yeah. On his deathbed, like he was, he was a nervy, tough motherfucker, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know, he. Go on, I thought you yeah. were going to say something. Did you want to say something? Yeah, he was kind of like that, like the old school kind of like, uh, hey, you run your mouth, I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna bop you one. Yeah, he's he's gonna sock and bop you. He was a he he was the original. 
like New York Jewish sock'em rock'em robot. Yeah, he's like, hang on, I gotta put on these big red gloves. Right? He's putting on fucking like 18 ounce Everlast fucking boxing gloves and he's taking yeah. you. He's gonna beat <laughs> you out of the fucking ropes, dude. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be running from that gymnasium, bro. Yes. Having said that, you know, when it comes to James Kahn, I loved The Godfather. Did you? I, it, I know this. Uh, yeah, don't of get, course. I like of course. Of course. I was just asking, you know, did you ever see The Godfather 2? Yeah, I've got The Godfather whole. You got all that shit. Of all three. Did you see? I don't the, much touch three. The third one sucked, dude. Like there's a couple I of moments. The whole thing. Oh, you. Oh, really? So you didn't see mm. at the end where Michael Corleone spoilers. Do you mind if I do this to you? At the end of the movie, Michael Corleone is like 90 years old. He's sitting in a chair in Sicily, and then he just right. He's like old. Nobody loves him now. His daughter yeah. was murdered. His daughter gets murdered also. If you didn't get that far, and he's sitting yeah. there, a ruined man, and then he just goes. Clutches his chest and just falls over. That's the end of the movie. Okay. I mean, I see what Coppola was going for, but anyways, Sonny Corleone. That was genuinely James Con- James Con's <laughs> big breakthrough. Right, was playing the hot headed brother, Jimmy. Uh, excuse me, uh, Sonny Corleone. Sonny Corleone. Sonny Corleone. Mr. Corleone. Mr. Corleone, yeah. I love that. Whoever the fuck that character actor was, I miss that guy. He was awesome. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we wanted to do something a little different, I guess, is we wanted to talk about not the Godfather. That is too big a subject for an emergency podcast. And so, honestly, is the movie we're talking about today. (coughs) Alien Nation. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking. <laughs> Which is funny because you you recently saw it for the first time, right? I did. <laughs> what did I you re- think? Yeah, I saw it like two months ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> you know, my dad, who has, he actually has good taste in movies, mm-hmm. but that's one of his piece of shit movies he loves. Yeah. No, like every fifth phone call with that man <laughs> when he's not going on about Magnum PI and the Rockford files mm-hmm. and how he thinks Cheers was overrated. He's wrong. It's not. Yeah. He'll, he'll then just go on about. Uh, yeah. You remember that movie? What's that movie? Mike. What's that? Mike. Mike. You know, my dad talks. Hey, yeah. Mike, kid, what the fuck is that? Oh, great movie. It's the one with uh, Mandy Patwinkin. And uh, and Jimmy Conhead, uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, Alien Nation. He's like, fucking love that movie, kid. Fucking classic, right there. You know. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Thief from 1981. Michael Mann, fucking classic movie. You know, I think Heat is Michael Mann's best, but Thief is Heat. like. Thief is right <laughs> fucking next to it, dude. Thief, yeah, I was going to say, Thief is right up there with Heat. Then it goes... Damn, man, it's thundering as shit over there. Collateral? <laughs> yeah, it is. <coughs> well, you know what? It's it's actually adding some ambience to it because yeah, it's pretty we're, cool. we're talking about the death of a great man over here, and it's storming cats and dogs over there. 
It is. But you and I, what was it? Last year, we were on a Friends movie podcast. Um, the the youth, critic, youth Critic. The Youth Critic. Check it out. In fact, I'll link to it in the description. It's like a little indie podcast with a friend of ours named Kale Smith, who is, uh, you know, no matter what you think of a podcast, m- massive movie fan. Like, mm-hmm. that dude was seeing movies in theaters during the pandemic, and he was Mr. Mask Up. This is dangerous. You know, he wasn't like some anti-masker, anti-vaxxer. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was scared to death, and he was still going out the there. To, yeah, but he wanted to give people, yeah, exactly, wanted to give, you know, movies some ticket sales. Anyways, mm-hmm. we went on his podcast, and he was like, he was like, have you guys seen Thief? We're going to talk about Thief. Uh, and... It was the first time I ever saw it. I'd never seen Thief before. That was my first. Yeah. Well, it was the first time never forever. Seen it till last summer. Dude, I fucking love Thief. So I when I found out the news today, was I the one who informed you or did you, you did. Yeah, you were the first to get to me. It is really thundering and lightning out there right now. I'm trying to hear you. And I am sort of. Is your volume turned all the way up? We're doing this yeah. episode. If you have I, to go, I, I'll finish the fucking to, episode. <laughs> you don't have to call me a dickhead. I'm asking you if the volume's all the way up. That's it. Jesus it Christ, you're so touchy. I said yes, and then you kept going on. Well, I was just double check. Are you and I James conning each other out right now? I'm, we're trying to talk about Thief. Let's do it with love and respect. I love you, Philip. Okay, I love you too, Michael. Thank you very much, dick face. I got the last punch. I win. Phil, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bitch. Let's talk thief. Okay. Rhymes with queef. That's the first thing I noticed. Rhymes with also Keith. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said. Did you get struck by lightning? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it was in my backyard. Can you do me a favor? Can you go handle that weather, please? Yeah. It's fucking my I'll audio. Scream at God. <laughs> okay, fine. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I want you to go yeah, Odysseus I style. I want you to be like yeah. Odysseus. Go out there. Show your fucking metal, fill your fucking boots, and yell at God. And I bet you, to be honest with you, he'd back the fuck off, dude. Nobody fucking knows. My man Phil, he's a he's a yeah. fucking psycho. I'm not gonna open the door. Okay. Okay. All right. So, thief. I guess let's go with first impressions. What would you give it? One out of. Yes, Thief. Do you have headphones? Yeah, but they suck ass. You might. Um, mm-hmm. So, no. Mm-hmm. You've got mine. Hang up and call me. Hang up and call me. Just call okay. me on your phone. It'll work better, trust me. All right, so Philip uh, sucks. <laughs> Hang up and call me. <laughs> Damn, he is touchy today. Or am I being a little bit of a pooper? We'll get to it. 
I'm closing the I'm closing the laptop on you, dick face. Call me. Okay, so thief, 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 thief. Uh, Wiz Kathifa. I think. Yeah. We, I think we can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Phil. Um. So one out of a hundred. Where do you give it to begin with? Like, you know, like, tell me about Thief. I would give Thief a, let's see, about an 85 out of 100. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid B. Mm-hmm. I would give it... 110%. But you know I give that for everything anyways. You know me. Yeah, that that you are 110% Mike. That's <laughs> what they called you uh, when you played T-ball <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. At 34, he can finally hit the T. That's right, dude. I'm a fucking... I, look, I, you know, I don't want to do that thing where you're just bragging about how good you are at T-ball. Yeah. But I will I'm say, terrible. But I will say, I'm so good at it. But you know who was even better at crushing it? Um, James Conhead. Thank you. Jimmy Cone. The Bronx. I come from Bronx. <laughs> yeah, Bronx. I come from Bronx. <laughs> here's the basic plot of Thief. And here's the thing. If you haven't seen it, pause the episode. Go watch that movie. It's about two hours long, and it is some of the most intense, you know, personally fucking anxious and, and crime noir kind of oh, so good so yeah. and kind of a reinvention of the genre yeah which which would be called what neo-noir neo-noir yeah, 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 yeah. neo-noir definitely for sure because you know it's it's it's, it's very matrix eh? <laughs> yeah 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 a lot of uh a lot of flips and limbo kind of thing well, to get no, away from the bullets. Well, also primarily James Caan has that hole in the back of his head that, uh, you know, you, you can stick like a, a penis into, but obviously, but you can also stick like, a, you know, a, like, a, like, like, I don't know, a jack into, I guess you get uh-huh. jacked into the matrix. Yeah. You know what they should have done is they should have had the RCA cables go into the back of Neo's head. I mean, it was the 90s. They should have done it. It was universal. Everybody knew what the fuck the RCA, you know, you have the the red, yellow and white, uh, you know, just little circles in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be better, though, if when he gets jacked out of the matrix you know when they pulled the thing out of the back of his head it's a mm-hmm. dude pulling his big ass dick out yeah. <laughs> yeah which one would be more frightening waking up as like a naked hairless goop man in a pod or I do that every morning <laughs> you really do you're a psycho man yeah you're a nut job every time you wake up you're like how did i get here and how can i get back you know that that yes all the time 
Okay, so James Caan in Thief. Some of the best fucking acting I've ever seen. Now, we're not going to go scene by scene, but here's the basic plot. The basic plot is he is a uh, he's an ex-con. He went into jail, went into prison, rather, when he was early 20s, I think. And now he's yeah, in early. The, yeah, early 20s. And now he's late 30s, early 40s. And by the time the movie was made, he would have been like 40, 41 years old. 40 something, yeah. Yeah, that's actually not the uh, Zoom lag, yeah. by the way. Philip's having a, uh, a a slow, protracted stroke. I'm ha- yeah, I'm uh, I I'm having an episode <laughs> for a second. You had me. Anyways, uh, he's a ex con, gets out of the joint, winds up back on the mean streets of Chicago, which, by the way, are apparently very mean streets, and. Yeah. He's running around trying to figure out what the fuck he's going to do next. But look, all he knows is cracking safes, and he's like the best at it. Mm-hmm. So he falls in with, oh, God damn it. What is that actor's name who plays basically Robert Robert Prosky? Yes, Robert Prosky, who is uh, yeah, he's dearly departed also, mm-hmm. just like James Caan. And he yeah. he normally plays. Let's see, what would people... Like the happy old guy? You know what? People our generation might know him most as the guy from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Or Last Action Hero. Mrs. Doubtfire, then? Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Phil, I love Last Action Hero, but he's in it for like, you know, five minutes tops. Yeah, I got the new Jack Slater, man. Take off your pants. <laughs> Why you got to be like this? You're right, though. It was, he definitely had pedo. It's really no, weird. No, like, he, <laughs> why is this kid just hanging out with some old, like, curmudgeon, like, who lives at... No, not a curmudgeon, but just, like, a creepy old guy that... He doesn't live at the theater, but for some reason in my stupid head, I'm like, yeah, and he lives at the theater. Uh, can I be honest with you? That's what I thought, too. Like a phantom. Yeah. No, I honestly thought he was like... No, I just thought he was kind of like... Uh, yeah. I thought he was... I sleep on bags of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I thought. Yeah. And uh, Robert Protsky in this, though, it's perfect casting because he looks like a nice guy. He sounds like a nice guy. He has the tenor of yeah. a nice guy. He just looks so unassuming. Yeah. And... In the second half of the film, there's a, you know, basically a twist where you mm-hmm. see him, not a twist twist, like, you know, like, like the, you know, the, the last five minutes of seven or something like that. But uh-huh. it, it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, Robert Protsky can totally play a bad motherfucker, dude, mm-hmm. where he's got him hanging upside down by a meat hook. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to put your head in the fucking grind, the kid, if you don't fucking pull off this one last job. Yep. It's amazing. And he killed Jim Belushi. That's the other thing about Thief is you realize Jim Belushi, he can act. Yeah. He can act. Like in he, this. It, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is he can yeah. do it. He just decided to not do it. <laughs> like, no, I'll be in sitcoms. Uh, yeah, and what the fuck? Oh, uh, Jingle uh, All the Way as, as, as the angry mall Santa. 
or K9 or whatever that made like a hundred of those. Well, K9 was just a straight up ripoff of Turner and Hooch and and Curly Sue. And what? What? Curly Sue. Curly Sue is not a dog movie. No, I'm naming Jim Belushi. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I got that wrong. My bad. Dog movie. No, my bad. My bad. I was like, no, that was a little girl, not a dog. Oh. (laughs) Sexist. Yeah. Piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, yowzers. My bad. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you see see in this movie that he can totally fucking act, and Jim Belushi is the balls in it. Jim Belushi Mm. otherwise can... I don't know. You know, it's funny throughout the 90s and, you know, what, the past like 20 years or so, Jim Belushi's been kind of a laughing stock of a guy. Yeah. He's been like According a. That's not him. No, he thinks he's the best. Having said that, his Twitter is very funny to follow because it's all about he, he grows weed now. <laughs> that's like what he does now. Weed farmer. Yeah, he's like a giant pothead who's just like fucking weed, man. You know, yeah. that's like his whole fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, I wish your connection was better, Philip. I just well, wish that. it's not. So hey, I didn't this say is an emergency episodes. I guess that's true. Hmm? No, not, not that's true. God damn it. Let's just wrap it up. Look, you know what, Phil? Yeah. I love you. I love you too, Mike. But this is a really weird question I got to ask you, okay? Mm-hmm. Can you just hang up and we'll? I'll see you Saturday for the podcast or tomorrow if you're free. But uh, let me just finish these I last. I would much rather. Let me just finish the last five minutes of this. Point. Let me just finish the last five minutes. Technical difficulties certainly isn't your fault or mine. It's just it, you're using yeah. Zoom on your phone because uh, I asked you to bring the computer you normally use over to my place. I got to give it back to you. It has a better connection and. Let's just let's just end it here. I know I'm ending it on my own, but it's not me going solo. Don't get freaked out. It's just this That's this okay. this is untenable. Yeah, well. No, you 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 created this by by intentionally fucking up your internet connection to tank this episode. I don't know why you did that. Middle of a severe thunderstorm, but sure. Are you mad at me? Is that why you're intentionally ruining the internet connection? Could you imagine if I thought yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's how technology works. I I guess so. It's like you've got like a little a little cush like a little cush. You got like a little like a little plush doll of the internet and you're just like poking fucking pins into it. Like you're, you know, a fucking voodoo doctor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, let's end it here. I'm going to finish the episode and you're not fired. I'm not fired. You and I are wired into each other here, bro. It's just, I'll see you Saturday. We got some guests coming on. I want to talk to you about a little something involving that. I have an idea for a little joke, but, uh, okay. Is there anything you want to say? about thief and you know what no james no i'm good now i mean at this point all right fuck it then all right there i hung up on him
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there is a scene in this movie. We're going to go for another few minutes. There is a scene in this movie. Look, Michael's riding there. Like, I, if, imagine there's two pilots. One of them immediately shit himself to death. Clearly, that would be Phil. And you've got the heroic, beautiful Michael Alexander Benton stepping up to the plate. Let's go to the diner scene from Thief. I'll tell you a story all about it. Once there was this uh, Captain Morphus. This uh, 300-pound slob, he couldn't write his name. And he had this crew of uh, 16 or 17 guards and cons and prison groups, you know, crews. They would uh, <clears throat> go into these cells and grab these young guys and bring them up to hydrotherapy in the mental ward, uh, gangbang. If a guy puts up a struggle, they beat him half to death and he winds up in a funny farm and... Anyway, word comes down that I am next. And I do not know what I am supposed to do. I, uh, I'm scared. 11, 30, 12, uh, lights come on, and, uh, I got this pipe from, uh, from plumbing. And, uh, I whack the first, uh, guard in the shins. I go through a convict and another convict, and... Anyway, I get to Morphus and I whack him across the head twice. Boom. <clears throat> and then they jump all over me, do a bunch of things. I spend six months in the hospital ward, but uh, Morphus, he is also fucked up real good. Uh, cerebral hematoma. They pension him out and he can't walk straight and he dies two years later. Which is a real loss to the planet Earth. Meanwhile, I got a go back into the uh, mainstream population. And I know the minute I hit the yard, I am a dead man. So I hit the yard, so you know what happens. Nothing, I mean, nothing happens. Because uh, I, I don't mean nothing to myself. I don't care about me, I don't care about nothing, you know? And then uh, I know from that day that I survived because I achieved that mental attitude. Look, I'm going to pause it there. But what he says in this scene, and my God, if you just a taste of it, hopefully gives you, you know, whets your appetite. So you go back for more. It's, it's one of the greatest films I've ever seen. And people point to this scene in particular because it's, it's one of those scenes where you go, did, did Michael Mann just write a scene and then it was so fucking good? He was like, no, oh, well, I got to make a movie out of this character. That's what I've always wondered with that moment. <clears throat> and there's a lot of moments in this movie like it. It's kind of it's almost unfair that the diner scene is so talked about and not, you know, I mean, the ending of the film, the ending of Thief goes hard, dude. It's fucking it's, it's insane. A lot of death. A lot of murder, a lot of intensity. And there's a truth and a lie, I think, personally, in this diner scene, in that moment when he says, you know, I didn't care. I didn't have a care in the world. Fuck it, right? You know? I think that's true. And I think he reverts back to that in the end of the film where he's just walking out and just having a straight up shootout with gangsters and, and winning, I might add. 
But there's also a moment where you, he does care. He really does care. But the world, not just the crime world, let's be honest, just America, capitalism, you know, the American dream, the way all of that shit works. And that's what we've been talking about this month on the podcast. And I wish Phil was here to, you know, go back and forth with me on this. But I think I, I think I got this. God damn it. Hell, I think he might be fired. I'm kidding, of course. It's everything in that moment. He cares, but he knows that the way you're going to get past stuff, the way you're going to get through stuff is something really cruel in our system, in our country. And this is 1981, let alone today, 41 years later, where it almost makes more sense to just be fucking ruthless. To just say, ah, fuck it. This didn't work out, then I'm moving on. Fuck everybody. And that's where the movie ends up. You know, it's it's not that dissimilar from the ending of The Gambler from 1974. It's the film he made, uh, one of the films he made just after he broke big from, you know, playing Sonny in The Godfather, where at the end of the movie, you realize this is a sick man. He can't get over it. You know, uh, for people who've seen Uncut Gems, it's a, it, 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 very much like that. And that's what happens at the end of this movie. You just really, you, you realize, the, 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 you know, this guy's, this guy's twisted, but like twisted in a way that you get, in a way that you absolutely, part of you at least, totally identifies with. You know... This country's hard on people. This country will kick your fucking ass. You know, especially since, you know, maybe forever, but I really think since 1945, 1950, you're raised with, you can be anything you want to. I remember my mom telling me that. We were driving around, and she was talking about Bill Clinton. He was president at the time. It was like 1994, 95. It's before the Lewinsky shit. And she was talking about Bill Clinton, and she was a Democrat, still is, you know, and she was saying, I don't know, he was he was in trouble for something. It, it wasn't sexual, rapey, Bill Clinton stuff. It was some sort of, like, you know, some scandal that broke that day that wasn't that. I don't know what that would be, honestly. Or maybe it was the run-up to the 94 uh, midterms. I have no fucking clue. It doesn't matter. Anyways. We're driving around. It was me and her, and she was running some errands, and I was like, you know, it was her little baby boy riding with her, and she said something positive about him. And I remember saying, oh, yeah, 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 I love him. I think he's great. Yeah, I don't fucking know. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, I was like six. But I remember saying, uh, but with my grades, I'll never be president. And she goes, you could absolutely be president, baby. Are you kidding me? You'd be the greatest president ever. You can totally be president. And it's a really beautiful thing for her to tell me that. And no shade on her. That's a beautiful thing for a parent to say. Man, not that you can be president necessarily, but that, you know, just fucking, yeah, sure, you can do anything. Yeah, you need to fucking lift kids up. That's beautiful. But the way we are is you tell people, yeah, you can be the best in the world. You got to work really hard. And let's be honest, you got to be a workaholic and yeah, you got to work 80 hours and yeah, you you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're not going to get paid that much. What's the old phrase uh, for uh, 
entrepreneurs is uh, the only people that will work 80 hours to avoid working the 40. You know what I mean? This country's hard on people, and I think Thief is a really great example of that. I think Thief is very aware and attuned to not just the crime world. I mean, it's Michael Mann, so sure, he's one of the great fucking directors of the crime genre. I mean, him, Scorsese, you know... Tarantino to a degree, but I think uh, Scorsese and Michael Mann realized this is a world. Whereas, you know, Tarantino, one of my heroes, no shade thrown his way. But I think his whole thing is like, uh, nah, you know, this is a genre. You know, there's a lot of, you know, everybody knows this, a lot of self-awareness about, you know, you're watching a movie, I'm making a movie, let's make it a movie that's aware it's a movie. The diner scene in Thief, is everything I fucking love about James Caan. And everything I'm going to miss. And look, I don't know. When the fuck was the the last big movie I saw with James Caan? I don't know. Besides maybe some brief cameo I can't remember. Probably Elf. And he was great in Elf. You know? James Caan was great in so much shit. A fucking great interview. From all accounts, a great fucking man. Uh, You know, look, he was a hard ass. He was tough as shit. Probably a bit of a fucking jerk off at times. He was a human being. Who isn't a fucking jerk off at times? You know what I mean? Like, he was a fucking dude. You know that phrase, a lot of people say this on social media, where they say, uh, you know, somebody famous dies. And they say, R.I.P. to a real one. Well, James Conn was a fucking real one. He was one of the best that did the fucking thing. You got to love the guy for it. You got to love the guy for it. The last thing I want to talk about, and we're going to go out on this, is, um, is Thief, the soundtrack. It's fantastic. It was done by Tangerine Dream. So let me look that up. Thief Tangerine Dream on YouTube, because you got to hear this. And if you've heard it before, you ain't going to be mad if you hear it again. Here we go. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. I didn't find this movie till last year on its 40th anniversary, but it's one of my all-time favorite soundtracks. Tangerine Dream, brilliant. I believe uh, for younger listeners out there, this came from, or not rather this came from, but Tangerine Dream, you probably know from the Grand Theft Auto V soundtrack. Tangerine Dream. Listen to the space. Isn't that... Oh, that... Oh, my God. Fill a fucking room. I don't know. I just... I, I, I To be honest, more than anything, I feel... Uh, I feel very serious right now. 
you know. James Khan. <laughs> Man, I loved that guy. We opened the episode with kind of a joke, a bit that I had come up with, you know, and the, in the moment just have wham start playing, but why not end seriously? Fuck it, you know, you guys listen, you you know, hopefully you love us. I know I love you. Maybe not love, but you enjoy listening sometimes. Either which way, know that L-O-V-E. That's what I feel for you. And that's what I feel for at least some of the work James Caan did. Which means that I love James Caan. I don't care if he was in bad movies. He was. (laughs) He was in movies that legitimately sucked. But that's the gamble you take when you're like, hey, man, I want to be in movies. I want to fucking, oh, I like, you know what? This script sounds interesting. Or you know what? I'll even go fucking uh, cynical. You're like, but look, man, I need to pay the bills right now. You know what I mean? James, James Conn always gave me the vibe of a working man, a working actor. I'm sure he had a nice fucking rich boy house, nice fucking cars, the ladies, whatever he wanted. I'm sure he had that stuff. But the thing I always loved about fucking James Conn, and just like a lot of people, a lot of character actors, it felt like when they found a thing, they were like, this is my thing. I'm going to rock this fucking script. I'm going to take this fucking part, and I'm going to crush ass with it. And uh, I think that's what he did. So, yeah, man. All I can say is R.I.P. You know? R.I.P. Love that guy. I'm going to miss him. But hopefully we won't miss you. Hopefully you'll be back next week. This is an emergency episode. We had a lot of technical difficulties. Apologies for that. But we will be back next week where we're going to be talking about Rambo 2. So check us out. And until then... What was it? What, what, what was Philip's closing line for the week? Hey, keep on fighting the good fight. I know things are shitty right now, but I know you guys give a fuck. You give a fuck even when it in your turn. So put your dukes up. They only win when you give in, right? So fuck them in the ass. Let's make this country actually great. See you next week. <laughs>